Uh, my name is Rich Hung, and this is my coworker, Edwin Martinez, and we're part of Staff with Decision Point, formerly known as National School Project. And so we're excited that you're here today to really hear about how God is using students to reach their peers at their school and in their world. And so we're actually, we hope that you're inspired by all that you hear today to then go and share your faith with those around you at your school and in your life. In this workshop, you're going to hear about the why and how to share the gospel. We're going to give three specific challenges of how to share your faith. And then also, lastly, an exciting opportunity for you to lead in outreach, just like I shared earlier, like Matthew did at your public school campus or even private school if you go to private school as well. By the end of the workshop or seminar, we hope that you're just equipped with some practical tools to go share the hope of Jesus with those around you. So let's start with the problem, okay? What's the problem? Like, why is it even important? Why is it critical? Why is it mission critical to share the hope that we have in Jesus with those around us? And you could just imagine what your generation is facing, right? Just imagine the faces and the students who are walking the halls, right? What are they facing, right? We could just, right, the broken families, broken homes, the drugs, the depression, the lack of self-worth. Two that weigh upon my heart is this. It's a real sobering stat and reality is that 1.1 million students report attempting suicide each year. That's crazy. And then more than ever before, students are self-identifying as atheists more than ever before, than any other generation ever. And they're growing up in a godless context, right, in their home because their parents are atheists as well. So on your piece of paper on the worksheet, there's a place for you to write some of the problems that you see your generation facing. What are some of those things? Just start jotting them down and even shout them out right now. What are some of the things that you guys see? Yes, yes. Yeah, seeing Christians as extremists and bigoted and all these things, absolutely, right? Just that assumption, right? And they don't even know you personally, right? Yeah, what else? Shout them out. Blaming God for every single bad thing. Yes, what else? Anxiety. So many things, right? So many problems riddled, right, among your generation. And all these Physical problems that I rattled off, some of the things that you guys said, some of the, these, these hurts and pains are really rooted in a much deeper spiritual problem is that they don't know Jesus, right? Jesus alone who could set them free and remove all the shame and the guilt and provide forgiveness and wash them clean and make them whole and give them a hope that transcends all circumstances, even death itself one day when we breathe our last breath on earth. Why? Because of the hope we have through the resurrection of Jesus from the grave, hallelujah. And so maybe you want to make a difference at your school and the lives of your friends, but you don't know how, and you, I want to encourage you that you aren't alone. We've actually coached students at over 500 schools around the country. And so we as a ministry, we, that's why we're here. We, we, we can actually help you, and God can use you. We hope you hear that, that God can use you. Uh, Edwin, why don't you come on up and tell them about Jackson and how God used Jackson. Absolutely. Hello, you guys hear me? Sweet. So uh, real quick, a story about Jackson. Um, I love sharing Jackson's story. He's a student from Chicago, a student just like you. 
And uh, what, what he saw the brokenness in his school, he saw the pain and hurt in his peers that he decided to join uh, Decision Point and become a Decision Point leader. Uh, he quickly uh, started a Christian club, and we taught him how to share his faith. We taught him how to share the gospel. And later, he, he, months later, he just decided to uh, do an outreach event and uh, invited some speakers. And over 250 students showed up that week and heard the gospel. Uh, a dozen of them accepted Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Uh, some of them that were on the fences rededicated their lives to Christ. And, and one, of the, one student that I want to highlight today just because of lack of time is, uh, is Muhammad. Muhammad, by the, you can tell by the name, he comes from a, mu- um, a Muslim background. When Jackson followed up with him, he, said, he, he was like, hey, Jackson, hey, I'm no longer a Muslim. I've decided to give my life to Jesus and follow him for the rest of my life. And check out one of his social media posts that he posted uh, it's a prayer. He said, God, thank you for making a way for me to have a relationship with you. Show me how I can spend uh, intentional time with you, knowing you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. His life is completely changed for, for eternity because he, was, he saw the brokenness and he decided to do something about it. And God used Jackson and God can use you too. Oh, there's, um, sorry about that. I'll also... Um, I want to talk about the doubts too. So there, there's, there's, there's also a, a, maybe a doubt in your, in your mind right now, and you might be saying, how, how can God, can God do this? Can God really, is this really possible? Can God really use me? And I'm here to tell you absolutely. God promises to, and according to scripture, listen to what he says in Ephesians 3.20. He says, our God is able to do exceedingly and abundantly more than all we can ask for or imagine. And in Matthew 28, when he goes and tells his disciples to do the Great Commission, he says, he promises to be with you. And even if you're young here, you say, hey, I'm young. First Timothy 4.12 says that God can use you as well. Yet still, again, some of you may still be doubting because you may be saying, is praying or reading my Bible or sharing my faith on campus, is that even legal? Would I get in trouble? And, um, and it is legal. And I don't... And it is legal. So I want to talk about two, two things here that I want you guys to write down. On your paper, write down these two, two laws that we have. And the first law is the First Amendment. And the second is the Equal Access Act. The First Amendment protects three things. It protects your freedom of speech, your freedom of press, and your freedom of assembly. That means that in your school, that your administration or your teachers, they can't stop you from talking about Jesus or any biblical truths. They can't, also, they can't stop you from passing out materials, gospel tracts, the Bible, or anything, any Christian content to your, to your peers. And lastly, uh, they can't stop you from starting a Christian club where you can disciple other students, you can pray for one another, and read God's word with each other. Um, however, these things should be done wisely, should be done respectfully outside of class, maybe during passing period, maybe uh, before school, after school, because you can still get in trouble interrupting uh, yeah, during class time. So the second thing I, w- I want us to look at, the second law is designed to protect your club. And this law is called the Equal Access Act. And it says that all student groups must not dis- discriminate against your faith groups. And it's to be treated equally with other clubs. So if you see other clubs doing something, that means that you, your Christian club could also do it. That means you can reserve a room on campus. You can hang, hang, out, um, hang poster, hand out flyers, put posters up. You can uh, put an event like Jackson did and invite different speakers to inspire, to teach, to uh, disciple some of your, your, uh, the whole entire campus. 
And, um, and these are two things that you need to know, that now that you know that, that it is possible with God and that the law is on your side, the question is, what will you do? Awesome. So just imagine, what could God do through you to use you to reach your friends, your peers, your classmates, those in your generation, right? So I want you to see how God used some students to reach their campus by watching this video. So check this out real quick. Sharing the gospel at, at Tienega is something I feel like to do because um, I really feel just this darkness at the school. I feel like just this light in this, in this dark room. It's hurting so bad and students don't even know. They don't know how wonderful Jesus is and that's what I hope to tell them my peers to know just like the sacrifice that Jesus made for us and just how much God loves us and unconditionally because it's such like just a broken world and people feel so in love and feel the need to um, just to be fake and like gain people's favor by like following the crowd if there's something so much better if they just pursue Jesus and just give them hope in their lives. You may be the only Christian that they've talked to ever or that has really been intentional with them. It's really cool to see um, the fruits of like what happens at these outreach weeks. Uh, we've seen uh, probably hundreds if not thousands of people hear the gospel at our school. A lot of students who are not only coming for the food but they're coming to hear what the speakers are talking about. We got to partner with some really cool pastors throughout the week that came in to do rallies at these schools. So they came in and they spoke on the gospel. Some of them shared their testimonies. At, our, at my home church, we're told all the time that high school is the biggest mission field in the world. And I really get to see that with all the hurt and broken students on our campus. And for me, this has helped me because it's helped equip me with the tools that, I, that I'm gonna need. Especially during Outreach Week, you really have to step outside of your comfort zone. It's just really helped me to be more bold and confident in my faith everywhere that I go. I could never imagine like having such a cool like event that like so many students are going to and hearing about God. All of a sudden the pages of scripture become alive to them. Now it's not just a, a distant story in the past and that would be nice if it happened today, but they get to see God experience in miraculous ways right in second period at their school. It's amazing. All right, isn't I mean, that like exciting? I mean, that gives me chills. There's actually a student on there who's, who's blind, who walked into that gym, and he gave his life to Christ. Crazy, amazing miracles that God is doing at the public school campuses, and he's moving powerfully through his word, through his people, through the church, through the power of the Holy Spirit. On your workshop, a worksheet, just go ahead and write down some of the ways you think an event like this can make an impact in the life of your friends and those on campus. So just go write, well, what are some of those things that come to mind? Write those things on your worksheet in that slot there. And as you do that, just shout it out. What stood out to you from the video? What you heard, what you saw? Just shout it out. You don't need to raise your hand. Just shout it out. And lots of people went. Like, oh my gosh, like people are actually interested, right? And yeah, it's free food, but you know, she said, hey, they want to hear. They want to know. What else? Anything else stand out to you? They look peaceful. They did. Yeah. Yeah, they can really see who he is rather than just who they think he is, right? By hearing the gospel, by, by interacting with the peers who are Christians, right? Yes, absolutely. So amazing. 
I want to talk about, just real quick, this opportunity to lead an outreach at your public school campus. A lot of you rose your hand when I said, hey, how many of you go to public school? A lot of you rose your hands. And this even could apply to you at your private school as well. Real side, quick side, and I'll try to share it in like 10 seconds. Johnny told me today that he went to a private Christian school, and he wrote a letter to all of the graduating class his senior year after 10 years had passed. And out of the 64 students who responded back to him, only six were Christian at the private Christian school which is a huge attrition, right? That's less than 10% who are still following Jesus, which tells me then, man, your private Christian school is also a huge mission field as well. So we're actually looking for Christian club leaders. How many of you guys are Christian club leaders this next school year or Christian club members? Awesome. You specifically are in an incredibly unique position to bring the hope of the gospel to your school, leveraging these legal rights, making an impact at your campus, mobilizing other Christians to join, and also mobilizing your church to pray and to support in some tangible ways. And so what we want to do is we want to invite you actually to apply for some coaching, and we can help you, right? Imagine if you can give every single student at your campus an opportunity to hear the gospel before they graduate. Man, high school goes, goes by so fast, right? But you have an opportunity now to actually make an impact. And so we invite you to actually apply for some coaching, for some personalized coaching. There's so many resources that we can provide for you, and it's all free. It's awesome. So we have a student leader guide. Uh, I got a sample from the one that we have from last year. We have a brand new one that has like everything you need to, to run your club and do outreach and all this stuff. We have a student leader action plan that has a timeline of like all the things that you can do all school year because after you take out Christmas break, spring break, minimum days, <laughs> holidays, right? There's only so many days that you can do stuff at your club, right? So we want to help you think through that. I'll give you access to 39 online training videos, a starter kit, this, that, and the other. Like, we have club content series um, that's designed for you to use in your Christian club. Like, we know sometimes the Christian club could be short. Like, you got 20 minutes, and so we wrote it in such a way that you can kind of do it in a way based on limited, a limited time frame as well. And we can actually get you guys a ton of free Bibles to give to your friends as well. So, you might be sitting here thinking, well, I'm not a club leader, and I saw a lot of you not raise your hands. You're like, this doesn't apply to me. You can actually still do this. You can actually go share this vision of reaching peers at your campus with the, the current Christian club leaders at your school. And maybe you're like, I'm an ASB. There's no Christian club at my campus. You can actually go start a Christian club, and we can share, we can send you an online training video, or we can have a conversation with you about how to start a Christian club at your campus. And maybe you're like, I'm a private school student. Well, I already addressed that just a minute ago. And you're like, well, I'm a homeschool student. Well, maybe you have friends who are private school and public school students who want to make an impact for Jesus, and you can help them. Hey, how can I support you? How can I pray for you? Hey, that's a real powerful way that you can encourage your fellow brother or sister in Christ to take a bold stand for Jesus at their school. So just be sure to fill out that response card um, and hand it to Edwin on your way out. We'll be able to, we want to follow up with you and connect you and have a conversation with you and get you some resources and if you want to write this down, decisionpoint.org forward slash camp. Uh, it's where you can apply. You can see kind of like some links there to apply for coaching, to read more information, decisionpoint.org forward slash camp. All right. We want to turn a corner now for the rest of our seminar and give you some, a little bit more practical things. So number one, we're going to share with you three specific challenges that you can take to bring the gospel to your peers. It's the Pray 5 Challenge the Go Witness Challenge, and the Give God's Word Challenge. And we're just going to kind of just like scratch the surface of those real quick, and then we're going to go into the last part of our seminar to, to kind of share one way that you can share the gospel with your peers. So Edwin, why don't you kick off with us the first challenge, the Pray 5 Challenge. Yeah, prayer is not only relational. Prayer is also powerful. 
Uh, so we want to start the first challenge with the Pray 5 challenge. And Pray 5 challenge is, is simply this. We commit on praying for five students for five minutes each day for five weeks. And we want to be specific in how we pray for them. The first one is we want to pray that God opens the door that we can reach these five students. And the second thing is that, that, that we can not only reach them and have a conversation with but that we can properly and, e- and, and easily and articulate the gospel and boldly just share our faith with them. And the third thing is that, that they come to know Jesus, that, they, that, that, that their heart changes and that they come begin a relationship with Christ. Because the Bible is full of reminding us to live a life of prayer. Colossians says that, 4 says, pray steadfastly, that we should pray for opportunities, pray for one another. Ephesians says to pray boldly. So, because we know that prayer is powerful, it changes hardened hearts. It gives a, a dead heart, a, li- a beating heart. And listen to, listen to this uh, testimony by Daniel. He says, when I took this pray five challenge, I saw God at work. He began to, I began to pray every day that God would give me more opportunities to share my faith, that, it, that I would be courageous enough to take those opportunities when they showed up. Soon enough, I was looking all over for these moments, and guess what? I, I was finding opportunities everywhere. The coolest thing happened in my senior year when I, when I had the opportunity to share God's word with one of my best friends while eating Mongolian barbecue. We began talking about eternity, God, and the gospel. That conversation opened the door for multiple other conversations about the gospel and about doubts that he's had. That year, my friend gave his life to Jesus. And now, years later, we still get together every week and talk and pray and serve um, at, at our church. And he says, was personal witnessing awkward? Sure. Sometimes it was. But was it worth it? A million times, yes. The crazy thing about this story is that years later, he actually decides to, 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 to church plant. And I ended up being at his church and, and becoming a member there, and now I serve under him. And so it's wild to see how this challenge just, just um, brought people to be church planters, and, and now I'm serving with them in such a beautiful way. So this is why I want to take this opportunity and ask you, what if you began to pray like Daniel and ask the Lord to for, that you can just start praying for these five friends and see what the Lord does. So right now, just take this time, and I want to invite you to think about five people. Think about five friends, maybe. Think about, it doesn't have to be five. It could be ten. But right now, just take this time quickly, and just whoever God puts in your heart, maybe it's the, it's the lonely student that you see at school, and you never are bold enough to, to, to acknowledge him or share, share that Jesus loves him. Or even think about people that get on your nerves or people that you hate, or you see them with a bully bully attitude or aggressive attitude, just maybe that the Lord reaches them. You know, the Lord came for the far to bring them near. So think about those people right now and just write a few names down. So we know you guys can continue to to write those names down. We're going to keep rolling here. The second challenge is a go witness challenge. And it's simple. It's simply pick a date this fall when you're back on campus to go talk about Jesus with your friends. It's just a conversation. And grab a friend to go with you. And maybe you're like, dude, that sounds super scary, right? Maybe, yes. I, there's still a little, I get butterflies too when I, when I approach people to, to share the gospel. Uh, does it feel a little awkward? Doesn't have to be, right? And it's totally worth it. It's totally worth it. And so I want to root all of us right now real quickly in some truth, okay? And then hopefully if we have some time at the back end, actually give you time to practice, okay, after I share you a little bit about how. 
after, after we give the third challenge. Some truth. Let me, let's root ourselves in some truth. Why should we actually go witness? Like, what does it say biblically? And this is not just the exclusive reasons. But number one is that God has called us to be his ambassadors. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, right? God, we are God's ambassadors. He is making his appeal through us. He's entrusted to us the message of reconciliation that we should go share this message with others. Number two is that God commands that we actually proclaim this gospel to all creation, right? And we not only see this in the gospel of Mark, we see this all throughout the gospels. We see this in the New Testament and the epistles as well. And number three, if you don't, if we don't, then who will? We know that from Romans chapter 10, right? How are they going to go unless they're sent? How are they going to hear unless they preach, right? And so we need to open our mouths. We need to use words. And so that's the go witness challenge. And we're just scratching the surface right now. There's more to share. So this is kind of like just a, a preview of a lot of the things that we do. But Ed, why don't you come up and give the last challenge, the give God's word challenge. Absolutely. This final challenge is today is give God's word challenge. So we just talked about that the prayer is powerful, but also God's word is powerful. God's word has the power to change the mind and change the lives of others. We surveyed students in public schools and 50% of them didn't even know what John 3.16 is. Even in and out knows what John 3.16 is. So you have the opportunity not only to give the Bible or give out um, life books that you have in your hand right there. Uh, you can order them online. They're, for, they're free. You can give out tracts, whatever it is. You can give them out and not only give them out, but also explain to them, sit down with them what the word of God says. Um, so our Give God's Word challenge is simply this, to just give out Bibles to our peers. And there's three opportunities that you can do this. And the first one is that after you share your testimony, just be like, hey, I don't want to leave you with like empty-handed, but I just want to give you something. This will change my life. Boom. Give them the Bible. The second way is... is um, this is this date, October 7th, which is a national event. It says bring your Bible to school day. So don't just bring your Bible to school day. Just bring a few other Bibles or bring some life books, some tracts, whatever it is, and just say, hey, happy holidays. Boom. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's a national holiday. And give them the Bible. The second thing is, uh, or the third thing is, is during uh, the Christmas month or week, there was a student that took this challenge, and she put ca candy canes on, uh, on the bi uh, with her Bible, and she just started handing them out. She handed out like 100, 100 uh, gospel tracts. And uh, she just said, hey, find out what Christmas is really about. Merry Christmas. Here's a gift to you. And she just beautifully just handed out 120 Bibles. And many people just say, hey, I'm, I'm, thank you. Many people responded, hey, I'm, thank you for like letting me do this. I'm starting to read the gospel. And, you know, so, it was, so you never know what's going to happen. So right now I just want to take this time real quick and just write down two things. Write down like... I want to challenge you that, that the date, when do you want to do this? During Christmas time, during when you go back to school, whatever. And the second thing is, how many Bibles do you want to give away? Challenge yourself. How many Bibles do you just want to give away? Do that right now real quick. And if you do that, um, the life book, this thing, it's actually the Gospel of Mark in the ESV. And so your pastor, if you're, you're from a church, you can ask them, hey, can you order this? You can order like 2,000, and they'll ship them to you for free. And you get boxes of 100 of these, and you can just give them out and count them to students. And this book is really cool because in it, it actually has like little commentary by students, real students who are just writing little notes on as they're reading through the Gospel of Mark. Um, it's really, really cool. So you should take a look at it and even hand them out to your friends. All right. So this last part of the seminar, we're going to share with you like how to witness. So when God opens the door and gives you the opportunity, will you be ready? 
And so we actually equip you with uh, just one simple way that we do. This is not the only way to do it, but this is uh, one of the ways to do it. And so in our ministry, we, sh- we say, hey, share the gospel with these fi- five simple steps, okay? You want write- to write them down on your worksheet. Number one is to prepare the conversation, then begin the conversation, and then share the gospel. It's up here on the screen. And then invite them to respond. And then number five, prepare for follow-up. Prepare for follow-up. So go ahead and write those down. And for the sake of time and because in our experience, I'm going to focus real quick on steps one and two. Prepare the conversation and begin the conversation because this is often where people get stuck. They hit a snag. How do I get started in that conversation in the first place? Okay, so let me share a little bit about that. So prepare the conversation, number one. And really, if you just remember this one thing, it's prayer, right? It's praying that God would fill you with boldness through the Holy Spirit because that boldness is not going to come from you. It's going to come from God. And number two is there's a lot of fears and inhibitions associated with evangelism and witnessing. And so surrender those to God. Say, God, I, man, God, help me right now. I'm fearing man and what man thinks of me more than I am fearing you and what you think of me. So fill me with your peace and boldness. Fill me with your love and gentleness and joy as I, as I share the good news of Jesus Christ with those around me today. So really prepare the conversation is prayer. It's really a heart check. We move into step number two, is begin the conversation. And it's simply just to start talking. <laughs> it's as simple as that. But let me role play a little bit with you, and let me frame it a little bit for you. There's going to be something I'm gonna, I'm, we call a per- permission question, and then a, a transition question, and then a permission question, okay? So let's say, can I role play with you here for a second? Okay. What was your name? Becca. Becca. Okay, cool. <coughs> let's say I know Becca, <clears throat> Okay. We're eating pizza, we're hanging out, and I ask a transition question. We're, we're, when we're talking about whatever small talk, I ask this transition question. Hey, Becca, you know, I never asked you about this before, but do you have an opinion about God? Like, how would you describe God? You could role play if you want. You could just surprise me. Yeah. Okay, she said, I don't really know too much about God, and I haven't really seen too many convincing things. Okay, when you hear their response, if they give it to you, don't give a rebuttal. Don't say, well, let me correct you. Hold on for a second. Right. So I've heard some crazy things before people said, and I just hold that. I say, cool, thanks for sharing that honestly with me. I really appreciate that. Hey, could I, and this is now the permission question. Hey, could I actually take a moment to share with you how I would describe God and my opinions about God, my beliefs about God? I don't know if you guys heard that. She said this word, sure. <laughs> That's a green light to what? To go to step number three, to share the gospel. And I want to share you one simple way to remember to share the gospel really quickly. Again, we're just scratching the surface. We can plummet the depths of the gospel for like eternity, right? I'm just going to share with you a really easy, simple way to do that. It's remembering these four key terms. God's love. I'm going to say God's love. Our condition. God's response and our response. Okay, Becca, awesome. Hey, you know what? I just want to let you know. This is the first point. I got to let you know. God created you. This is what I believe. I believe that God created you and that God loves you so much. Okay, now I'm going to transition to the second point, our condition. But the truth is, is that I believe that according to the Bible, that we're all sinners, that we've all sinned, that we've all kind of gone our own way 
that's totally different from what God has said in his Bible. And we see this kind of riddled throughout the world. I see this in my own life and my family. But God, and now here's a third point, God's response. But Becca, right? Becca, but God hasn't left us in our sin. And he hasn't left us alone in our suffering. He's actually provided a solution. And that's where he sent his son, Jesus Christ, to be the only provision for our sin. And he went, that's why he went to the cross. He died upon the cross. His blood was shed so that we could be forgiven and set free and have new life and have hope even after death. And that's where we hear, that's where the resurrection comes in. Okay, so that's God's love, our condition, God's response, and now our response. So I'm going to invite her to respond. And I'm going to kind of do it like a non-threatening way. I'm just going to say, hey, Becca, is there any reason, anything that will ever hold you back from like turning and doing life your own way or just the way that you've just been doing it and actually putting your faith in Jesus and following Jesus? Whoa, do you guys hear that? She said, man, this is interesting. After this conversation, I feel like I still don't know enough, and I'd like to know more. That's amazing. That means now, because you had this conversation, you actually um, stirred curiosity in your friend. Now it's like, now you have a common base to say, hey, wow, what kind of questions do you have? Maybe she's like, well, talk about that sin thing. What do you mean by that? And you can go into that. Hey, talk about the resurrection. Talk about God's love. Talk about, like, you can, now you can have, because now you're, I'm friends with Becca, we're going to have a conversation, right? Everything doesn't have to happen right now. A conversion doesn't have to happen right now. And that's what I want to kind of demystify. Like, when you go witnessing, it's not about, I want to share this. A great definition of success in witnessing is this, is to proclaim the gospel in the power of the Spirit and to leave the results to God. If you do that, you can never fail. You can never fail. Because it's God who transforms heart. It's God who gives you new life. Not you. You're just being a faithful ambassador. Super cool. Praise God. I know we're going to, let, let me, let me, if we have time, I want to take questions. Um, and then if I can't take questions kind of publicly here, come and talk to us right after. Um, but what I want to do to close, because I, I wanted to give you guys kind of some time to role play, but we don't have enough time. But what I want to do to close is to actually invite you to join this movement of students. Is actually to sign up and apply for some coaching to become a decision point leader with us in our ministry. And you can do that again, decisionpoint.org forward slash camp. And um, you, you might say like, oh, what does it mean to be a decision point leader? Just say yes to the three challenges and you're a decision point leader. And we'll actually follow up with you to send you some more resources. And lastly, I want to invite you, if you are a Christian club leader or Christian club member here today, I want to challenge you to consider applying, uh, not only just for coaching, but to say yes to lead on-campus outreach at your school this next year. And if you do, we'll help follow up with you to help you apply for some coaching. We want to send you resources. Um, and also, finally, if you say yes right now, like your heart is already saying yes, come talk to us. We want to give you a t-shirt to celebrate your first, your first step of faith in wanting to do that. Again, lastly, thank you so much for coming. Please drop off the response cards. That's our, that's our way to follow up with you. And then drop off the pen. And then also, we'll be hanging out kind of all day by the pizza, pizzuki tables. So if you want to have a conversation with us, we'll be there all day. Um, but guys, thank you so much. God bless you guys. Let me pray for you, God. Bless these students, God. Bless the leaders. We thank you. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen.